Next on BYU Sports Nation, Bracket League 2019. The BYU women's basketball team dancing into the Bay Area as a lucky number seven. Head coach Jeff Judkins joins us. No Juddy face this season, but maybe it's a game face as the Cougars get ready for Auburn. Plus, if you don't like the present, it's all about the future. Which team has the brightest future, BYU football or BYU basketball? Are you ready for some BYU Sports Nation? Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, March 19th, wherever However, you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with former ESPN graphics operator Jerem Jordan. Well, yesterday wasn't a, a good day for our department uh, <laughs> on ESPNU as we leaked the women's bracket early. <laughs> Someone dared me, so I just did it. Well, now you're out of a job at ESPN. Yeah. Well, I work here full time, that, so I don't know good. how that would work. Hey, you've, but, uh, yeah. you've got a nice fallback. Hey, what are you doing tonight, man? <sighs> I am excited for the uh, first four. It begins uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, it does. So we have 16 seed matchups with uh, Fairley Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. BYU's played Prairie View A&M recently in men's hoops. Um, I've got uh, Darnell Edge and the Knights of Fairley Dickinson. Okay, and then uh, the Knights of who, Fairley who you, Dickinson. Who, who do you have in that one? Uh, I'm going to Fairley Dickinson. Yeah, yeah, all the way, all the way. Uh, and then uh, purely based seeds. on just I like the name a little. Yeah, bit better. it's great. Fairly Dickinson, yes. <laughs> and 11 seeds, Temple and Belmont. Watch out for Belmont. Belmont got? I got, I got Belmont. Yeah. They you know can what? score, man. I love to see the Temple play. Uh, I think that uh, Shiz Alston Jr. is going <laughs> to clock in tonight and do some work. Shiz Alston Jr. I never thought, thought Corey I'd Antimer say Shiz. doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah, Corey Antimer uh, definitely won that battle. Um, yeah. Locked him down defensively. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Something like that. Here's today's show lineup. The head ball coach for BYU Women's Hoops, Jeff Judkins. Judy! In 15 minutes. Uh, Did knowing the outcome ruin the actual moment during the seating announcements after that bracket leak? We'll ask him that and much more. Plus, um, his plea for Steve Young. We need to delve into that a little bit more. How does five championship rings make everyday tasks that much harder? Lauren McLean finds out with Caitlin Aldridge and 30 minutes in between the lines. It's a lot of hardware, man. Mm-hmm. And food trucks at BYU football practice, a big deal or no deal? One coach voices his opinion. We'll discuss in 40 minutes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As you heard, BYU women's basketball into the NCAA tournament as a seven seed. Matched up with 10 seed Auburn out of the SEC. Hey, how do you feel about it, Juddy? I think we got what we deserved. I think the seventh seed is, I think we earned it. Um, It's the highest seed we've had since I've been here. We've had a couple sevens, so, and we've been very good on those sevens, so hopefully that'll, that'll happen for us. Great opportunity for BYU. Just give yourselves an opportunity to likely play the host Stanford, the two seed. First round play tips off in Palo Alto this Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio and the app with Greg Rubel and Kristen Kozlowski. Cougar football held practice number eight yesterday. Today the Cougars continue spring ball with media availability afterwards, 7.45 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. 
Off the block names Felipe de Brite Ferreira. How did I do? Uh, good. Oh. You do it. Felipe G. Brito. G. Brito. Fejeda. Fejeda. The H on the double R. <sighs> oh, you're doing really well, though. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cold middle attacker Spanish. of the week. Fajera. <laughs> Felipe G. Brito Fajera. We'll work on it later. Let's not work on it on here. <laughs> you're the Portuguese master. 13 blocks and a win over Pepperdine earlier this week, or I should say last week. His performance featured the most blocks by any BYU player since 2014. And the 13-5 and five BYU baseball team, the Badcats, travel up University Parkway to play 3-16 and 16 Utah Valley. They've struggled, but they played BYU tough in the first game. Tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. The Cougars beat the Wolverines 5-1 on March 5th in Provo. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. So, all of NCAA women's basketball had an instance where they saw the presents for Christmas before they were wrapped and pretty and under the tree. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still kind of exciting, but probably lost some of its luster when yeah. a mistake by ESPN put the brackets out there and alternate programming. Was it a mistake? <laughs> or maybe it was purposeful because then it was talked about more than ever before, right? True. Selection Monday uh, got some serious buzz because of the early release. Jerem, what is your reaction to BYU after that early release of the brackets, finding out they are a seven seed playing in Palo Alto, California against Auburn? I think it's good. I think it's very nice. Uh, BYU is in a matchup where they're the higher seed, so you'd think BYU's got a good shot to win. Auburn was one of the debateful eight that the committee released on Sunday that were one of kind of the last eight in, right, or four in or whatever. So this is a team that snuck into the tourney, sixth seed in the SEC. Obviously a lot of good teams out of the SEC in women's hoops, although I don't really know. I didn't pay attention. But BYU is a seven seed, and I think they've got a good shot to win this first game. And that's the goal for BYU in this. One was get to the tourney. Now two, it's win that game. BYU is not expected to beat Stanford on its own court in the next matchup in the second round. You'd think the Cardinal would take care of business against local UC Davis as well. You would think. But if BYU wins uh, this game, that's really nice. I think BYU's had a tremendous season already. I don't know that they even need to win a game for us to feel like this was a good year. But if they win this game, tremendous season. They're ahead of pace because they are so young. I think Juddy was ambitious that this team would be able to make the tournament, I don't know that anybody anticipated they would be a single-digit seed and wearing their home jerseys in the first round. And would win the tourney? And would beat Gonzaga all three times this year. They've never done that. When Gonzaga has their best team, at least the highest-ranked team they've ever had in their program's history. Yeah, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. A seven seed ties the highest seed in BYU women's hoops history in the NCAA tournament. Good for the ladies. I believe, uh, okay, so when BYU made the Sweet 16 in 2014, no, when was it? 16? No, it wasn't last year. I can't remember. I'm confirming now it was 2014. What seed were they? 12, right? Yeah, they were a 12 seed. They beat a five, they beat a four, and then they lost the number one seed, UConn. I think in 02, BYU was an 11. So a double-digit seed's actually been better for BYU to kind of make a run here. But I, I think the goal is just to win this game. Which is why Juddy said, hey, if they want to give us an 11 seed or <laughs> want, a 12 seed, whatever. He wanted 11. You know, and they, they three just about, two. that's yeah. crazy. They just about got a six seed. That's how good they were this season. They needs to be a little worse. They could be an 11. <laughs> <laughs> I like the matchup. I think BYU, so Auburn plays a matchup zone 
which means if BYU hits three pointers, this game's over, baby. Now, if BYU, BYU has three dynamic shooters, yes. Now, if BYU doesn't hit three pointers, then it could get very interesting in the first round. Yeah, and that does. It doesn't matter what defense the other team's playing if BYU can't hit threes. Amen and amen. Make your threes. Looking ahead to next season for football and men's basketball, the hope is both can elevate from 7 and 19 wins respectively, right, into more relevant, memorable kind of seasons for the right reason. So which program has a brighter immediate future right now, Spencer? Football or men's hoops? It's BYU football because they're trending in the right direction. And I think that Kalani Satake has things in order, he's learning, he's understanding his role, how to coach up his assistants, how to get everything organized there. And I think that just the the overall direction of BYU football, at least in the immediate future, is brighter. Not saying that BYU basketball can't turn it around and do something amazing, but the trend has been one that is moving downward over the last four years. This is a consistency of missing the NCAA tournament. That's a major issue. And we don't know what they're bringing in terms of the recruits. This has everything to do with Zach Wilson. I'm going to say his name on this show every day for the next three years. He's the quarterback, and he's good, so you probably should. He gives BYU hope. That's why you had to make that change midseason, by the way. So that we're sitting here going, hey, remember how Zach played? And we're all excited about watching him play next year. That was big for the team, for the fan base, for everybody, right? Men's Hoops doesn't have a Zach Wilson coming in where we go, hey, sweet. Jesse Wade, we think, can be a good player. We think that, I think that Connor Harding can be an all-league player. TJ Haas is a good player. TJ Haas is awesome. But having even Yoli Childs and TJ Haas, who were fantastic players, didn't yield a season that was good enough for BYU. In fact, it yield a season that we're going to remember, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons. As the worst in the Dave Rose era. Because we want this team to be good. And this team has been good for a long time, but it wasn't what we wanted, right? So there you go. It's definitely football. I hope that basketball figures something out. Something's got to change. And Dave Rose is uh, you know, all over that, just a couple days away from not making the NIT. This is day two of the offseason for him. And so now he's working on figuring out personnel and uh, internally kind of what they need to do to get back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, the Cougars the take that fast-forward reality check into the offseason. Mm-hmm. The hard reset, as you called it, in Las Vegas. And uh, what happens next? If something needs to change, and obviously something does need to change, what is that? Yeah, it's, is it is it uh, personnel, schematics? Like, what is it? Philosophy. Yeah, what is it? Because last culture. year, for basketball... The, the idea was, okay, we're, we have to schedule differently, remember? And BYU had a team that they felt like could make the NCAA tournament. And they had a schedule that was conducive to making the NCAA tournament. It was, but it was too tough. It was too tough. That, that much kind of played out. And, and you've talked a lot about, hey, what if they had won at UNLV and Illinois uh, State? they didn't. But, and, and in the end, it was more than just those two games, right? It was San Francisco at home. It was obviously San Diego uh, in Vegas. So there were... There were systematic uh, issues here with BYU basketball that are certainly uh, being addressed. And I think BYU is a minimum two years away from the tourney. I I would be surprised if BYU made the NCAA tournament next year. Yet St. Mary's kind of showed you, hey, it's possible, right? It is possible to do the impossible and beat (laughs) contact in Vegas. I didn't think that was uh, a thing that could happen. Yeah. And I do want to add something to your Zach Wilson topic. People say, well, who did he beat, Spencer? It's not so much about who he beat. 
It's but like even he, in the losses, yeah. the way he competed against Utah and Boise State, the moment wasn't too big for him. What, sorry, did BYU get blown out in any game that Zach Wilson exactly. played in this year? Like, started? Exactly. No. Including Utah and Boise State. Yes, yes. And they had B- opportunities to yes. win, both, win both those games on the road. BYU blew it against both. Like, should have won both. But they had a freshman quarterback who was learning, and hopefully as a sophomore, he makes different you know, uh, plays in those moments. It's time to not blow the game against Utah. In how many days? Countdown to the Utes. 163. We're getting closer. That's a scientific fact. 163 (laughs) days away. Jerem, if you could find out something, and this is based on hashtag Bracket League 2019 yesterday from ESPN. Mm -hmm. If you could find out something from the worldwide leader in terms of revelation, so you, don't have to, so you don't have to wait for the result. Here. Like, you know, like you're given the gift of knowing something beforehand. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. ESPN Searship. What would it be? Is BYU going to get an invite to a Power 5 conference? Right now, I feel like BYU is independent so it can be on ESPN and get a good schedule and get the money that comes from that. I feel like that's the point. And BYU is choosing to be divorced from the Mountain West Conference, be single, and be able to be picked up and be wed into a Power Five, right? Because (laughs) if we found out today that that invite was never happening, I would say let's figure out a situation that is uh, more more tenable and applies to what BYU wants to do with its access and exposure in a conference somewhere. I don't know if that's the Mountain West. I don't know if that's the AAC. I don't know if that's some new conference that maybe pops up that you've uh, thrown out there, you know, when, when dominoes start to fall. But if BYU is not going to be invited to a Power 5 at some point, I would hope that BYU would seek an alternative to independence at some point. But right now it feels like we're just kind of waiting for that answer in 2024 or so. See, I have a couple of things I want to know, and I'm leaning more towards your direction of I just want to know which conference BYU will join. Because I am Will? Like it's inevitable? I am convinced inevitably they will join a conference of some sort. In football, yes. They will not stay independent forever. And and all those sports will – Likely join with it. Yeah, we'll see. If BYU was football only invite to a Power Five right now, we'd all we'd all scream yes, right? We're not picky now. But I think at first we, th- at first you and I were like, no, 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 it's got to be all sports. And then as things happened, years went on. We said, yeah, football only. <laughs> we'd take it. We'd take anything. Like if I had the ESPN lamp from uh, our Aladdin in Studio B, and is Will Smith? Will Smith or Robin pops Williams? out. I, I would ask him. Wait, is is it Robin Williams or Will Smith? Well, it's it's Will Smith. Well, now it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah we'll go. With have you seen the trailer? trailer? It doesn't I look have, good. I have. Mm. I have. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go with Will Smith. Uh, getting jiggy with it to find out if BYU and which conference BYU will join. The second thing I thought about was when's BYU going to beat Utah in football? But then I'm like, I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> I don't, I, do. I don't know. It's in August. <laughs> Loud noises. I don't know. I want to know that. It's in August. I, I like kind of yeah, the, what, yeah. the what, speculation of not knowing. Can you imagine in 2009 if we had thought, hey, BYU's not going to win against Utah until 2019 or something? Bonkers. We'd be like, what? No. What, no. what happened? We're independent. Why? Yeah, what happened? Oh, we're on ESPN? Cool. Wait. Oh. Yeah, we, we need to rewind 10 years and, and project and be like, wait, what happened? We had a national player of the year in basketball. That was awesome. <laughs> if yeah. you were, yeah, if somebody was uh, frozen in the cave of wonders for ten years and came out as a BYU fan, what would you tell them? The Ted Williams. <laughs> what? You got to catch him up on a decade of well, BYU sports. Well, what uh, what would that conversation go like? 
Uh, hey, hate to break it to you, but uh, BYU's lost <laughs> XYZ, or this was, this was awesome. Send me back to the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> there have been a lot of great things. There have been some other things not so great, right? Yeah. Our question of the day. What BYU sports outcome would you like revealed to you right now so you don't have to wait for the actual result? Love, Bracket League 2019. Time to hear from you. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Jake Sports Take is in your line of thinking. Jerem answers on Twitter. Will a Power 5 invite ever happen? And if so, when? To me, that's the, that's the biggest question that is unanswered with BYU sports, right? And there are a lot of unanswered questions at this point. What's the um, next move? Which conference? Like, like if, that, if that happens, that is the biggest sports uh, story in BYU history, academically and athletically, because it would affect everybody. Hey, you want that one new building a little quicker? Guess what? It's going to happen because we're going to have the money. But if not, now what with sports? Now what? Because it's fought like all the other sports, but football and men's basketball right now, I think are in a really, really good spot. But it's the big two that we have questions about. And that's a big, big two. Absolutely. Coming up, Jeff Judkins is in studio. How did he react to the leaked bracket? Yeah, what was Juddy face like to the leaked bracket? Does anybody know? Did anybody have a camera when he actually find out, found I out? I Dan Nielsen did. And what are his expectations as his team heads into the tournament as a lucky number seven seed? The man is here. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After a 5-1 win against Utah Valley on March 5th in Provo, the Batcats head to Orem to play Utah Valley again tonight, final time this season. Listen on BYU Radio or the app at 8 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play rolls on. I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. You know the drill. Experience it whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. What BYU sports outcome would you like revealed to you right now so you don't have to wait on the actual result and reveal? At Twig Stone on Twitter says... I like watching the games and the uncertainty of not knowing what is going to happen. That is what makes the great play so good and the improbable wins even better. I am okay not knowing to make those moments better. Yeah, there's some fun in not knowing, right? It's also some anxiety associated with that too, right? Which is why I, I, at first I thought, hey, I want to know if BYU beats Utah. But wait, maybe I don't, maybe I don't want to know. It depends, right? It just depends. Just tell me which conference BYU is going to play in. That's what I really want to know. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is the man of the hour, Jeff Judkins, one of our favorites. Coach, we're thrilled for you. Number seven seed taking on Auburn. What would you think of the, uh, the initial results? Um, I, I really thought it was very positive for us. We, we felt as a staff that um, we would be between six and ten. Um, and we kind of thought seven would probably be the most, you know, one we thought we'd probably be playing. And so to see that be seventh, um, you start looking at what teams that would be the tenth. We've in the past, and we've played now our last last two years. We've been in the NCAA tournament. We've played somebody from the uh, SEC, which which is a tenth seed. So we kind of have a good idea of what you know, really, what to expect. 
Now, you have a following and a good one in the Bay Area of BYU fans, and you kind of put out the plea to, hey, show up, support the team in Stanford. In fact, uh, you you also called out Steve Young. Have you reached out to Steve? No, I I haven't. uh, I just see him on TV all the time, and he's doing a lot of things with ESPN, and I know he's busy, but it'd be really be nice if he could kind of come and bring a lot of people with him. It'd be fun for our team. Well, Steve Young now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. So, Steve, are you going to go to the game or what? Coach, this is great. I'm going to also is going to come out in power, man. We're going to be there Saturday. This is exciting. You're kidding. Come on. Yeah. Come on. This is big. This is big. And look. You know, Stanford's been a powerhouse for years and years in women's basketball, and you're coming to the, you're coming to the, you're coming to Zion, man. Way to go! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're showing up, we're going to be pretty pumped. I know my team will for sure, um, but we're excited, to, you know, to go back and play there. Of course, you said Stanford's a beautiful place and campus, and but you know, we're going to focus on basketball m- mostly. Steve, you're going to rally well, the coach, troops, right, well, man? Well, coach, we'll be. We'll be small, but we'll be loud, all right? Okay, that's all that matters. It's it's not the volume, it's the noise. That's what it is. Thank you so much. That'd be cool to see you, Steve. Steve. Right, Coach, you're the best. Thanks for the time, man, and uh, I'm sure we'll look forward to seeing you in California on Saturday. Look forward to it. You guys are the best. You got all it. Right, thank you. Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's there going. Go, He's going to be He's there. Go, man. Yeah. You bring something up and, you know, BYU takes care of it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You know, when I, we got that call, the first thing I thought is, hey, can we get him to come to the game? Because last time we did very well in the tournament, we were in L.A. We were eating, and that's when we saw Magic Johnson. And my team went crazy. That's and right. so. Uh, when Steve, hopefully we can get Steve to come to dinner with us, uh, my team will go crazy. Oh, now you're getting now. picky. First it was the game. <laughs> now it's dinner, yeah, too. Well, we'll see. I'm sure he won't pass on a free meal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a very, very yeah. calculated and well-calculated move, Coach. Okay, so um, you li- do you like the seating, the location, the opponent? Do you feel like this is all suitable to, to winning? Because that's the point. You're going there to yes. win. Um, yes, I think as you look at the whole – you know, scenario where we are. We're playing a team that they're real quick and they're going to press us and put a lot of pressure on us. If we can handle that, um, we're going to be all right. And I do have a good guard line. So um, that's our strength, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. Second, what you mentioned, the location means something. Because when you fly across the country and all those things, the time zone, everything is just, just different. And then the third thing is, uh, we have played there before, at least I have as a coach. Um, I kind of know the atmosphere, and hopefully we'll get some fans and be able to have that opportunity to have a little bit more of, a, of not just a totally road game. Like we went to Tampa, we had probably 30 people. You know, Hopefully we'll get double that, triple that, which we should, and it, it, should, it should be good for my team. And uh, We match up well in that bracket. You know, and that's that's another thing that you have to look at. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach for BYU Women's Hoops, with us on BYU Sports Nation after Selection Monday. They are a seven seed taking on Auburn this Saturday in Stanford, California. Okay, Coach, you find out earlier than anticipated after the bracket is leaked. Where were you when you found out who you were playing <laughs> and where you were going? Well, you know, I have uh, assistant coaches that are really on top of this, and we got done with practice, and we were going to meet and just talk about where we think we might be and 
who might be some teams and what we need to do and how we want to prepare for tonight. You know, once you hear it, the assistant coaches have to work so hard to get all the film, everything ready to go. So when I come in today, we've got an idea of what's going on. And so we talked about that, and then all of a sudden um, Ashley walks in my office and says, hey, coach, there's something got leaked, and they got us picked here, and she showed me. And I'm going, wow, if that happens, that's that, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> and then we're we're talking about it, and all of a sudden – we get we hear that ESPN's going to make an announcement. So then I knew then it was it was a real deal. And so you know our team, we called our team and hurried hurried to get them down here so that they could see what's going on. Because you know this is part of it. Part of it is the excitement of going to the tournament. It's not everything, but you work long and hard all season for this opportunity. It's kind of like Christmas. You know your your parents. You know, you got Christmas already, and then it comes an hour earlier than what you think. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Exactly. But, but but our team was excited, and and it was good to get them all there. They didn't. They all knew too because, you know, this this social media stuff. I mean, you know, I'm not into that, but they they are, and it's 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 just a great thing. You uh, didn't give us another Juddy face. In fact, you tried. The I tried of the that. opposite. And you already knew anyway. <laughs> so you stand, and we just saw it a second ago, but for our listeners, you you stood up. So here's Jetty Face from 2016. Yeah. You're just staring. Blank. Everyone's excited, and you're like, uh. <laughs> and that that made the that made the NCAA tournament broadcast too. So this one, you stood up and got excited. You were uh, trying to be the anti-Jetty Face. You know, I was excited because I think nobody thought we would do it. Nobody thought that we could have this young team and come together and play as a team, and everybody get better. And not just the players. Um, you know, my coaching staff did a great job this year. A lot of teaching, a lot of um, individual work that nobody sees except for you see on the floor. And to be able to have all that it was, was pretty, pretty special for us. It'll be 10, game, or 10 days rather between games. What are the pros and cons of that type of layoff? The pros are your players that played a lot of minutes get some serious rest, which you well know my three guards have averaged over 35 minutes a game. So for them, this was a, a blessing to rest. The negative part of it is is, is rhythm. And you, you're the whole season you're used to playing so many games at so many days and all that. You see it in the NBA all the time. They play all these crazy games and the playoffs get and they play two games a week or three games at max and it gets them off. Well, the same thing happens with us. The nice thing about it is most all the women team are going through the same thing. We played most of our tournaments for way early, so we're not waiting for the last. So we all have to balance it out. It's funny, I've, I've heard from a couple of coaches and they're asking me, what, 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 what have you done for this 10 days? And you know, we, we we did take some time off. You know, Wednesday we took time off. Thursday we met some of the players shot. Friday we practiced hard. Saturday I gave them off. I gave them two good days to rest. Yesterday we went really hard. Today we'll we'll go our normal way. How do you you've taken two teams of the Sweet Sixteen? How do you feel like this team uh, is prepared for the NCAA tournament for what you hope will be something memorable? This team is really balanced um, to go to the tournament. You have to have balance in your team. And what I mean by that is we have the guard play. We can go small. If we run into a team that has size and goes inside, I have enough depth 
with my inside presence to guard that. Um, if we go against a team that's kind of in between, that's got two good bigs, I can do that. So this is this is where the team is special. Is I kind of have I have a lot of things that I can change my my team up. Now the Sweet 16 team we went last. We had two really really good bigs, and then we had Ashley Garfield as our backup. That was it. We had three bigs totally, and so it, it affected us when we got to UConn. Um, we got in foul trouble. It was really tough to really deal with that. This year, uh, you know, I've heard my assistant, Dan was on the radio, and heard him say, and he's right. He was talking about how our bigs don't get a lot of credit. It's our guards that score all the points. Our bigs were solid this year defensively and offensively. They've gotten better. Sarah's improved. Chalet has gotten a lot better. Jasmine's been a big plus. Um, Baba Lou, I think people see her potential. Uh, you haven't even seen really Mal and Sig, who are working really hard. Both of them can shoot the ball really well. So we have some really good bigs, which we're kind of excited about, thinking they're going to get better. Ah, uh, yes. Well, the immediate future now includes the NCAA tournament, and that's exciting, as well as what's to come after this season. Coach, congratulations. Let's give you all the BYU Sports Nation karma we can muster up. Yes, yeah, so much mustering right to now. Take it. <laughs> to take it. To Stanford and uh, hang out with Steve Young, enjoy that dinner, and then uh, go and beat Auburn. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. And we really appreciate all the coverage that we've had so far. And the tournament was great seeing BYU, seeing you guys down the whole time. And what a great tournament. It really turned out to be special for BYU. Absolutely. Well, good luck Saturday. Thanks. You can we'll listen to the game on BYU Radio at 3.30 Eastern as well. So don't forget. Yeah, we got Greg doing it. Yeah. Take care of him out yeah, there. That's okay. right, yeah. Take care of him. <laughs> you thought Greg was going to be the biggest celebrity. Now it's Steve. Too, right? <laughs> now it's Steve. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Coming Thanks, up, Jetty. why is food truck selection at BYU's open football practice a big deal for one of the coaches? But first, Lauren McLean back in studio. She's between the lines with Caitlin Aldridge and the difficulty of Living life with five conference championship rings. Speedway Sports Nation. All right, Sauron. Check out the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano, or cilantro, some people call her. In the latest episode, Women's Hoops is ready to dance, plus celebrating awkward moments. Watch it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and IGTV. Welcome back. Let's keep it rolling with another look at the headlines. BYU women's basketball into the NCAA tournament as a lucky number seven seed. They'll take on 10 seed Auburn out of the SEC. This marks the ladies' highest seed in the NCAA tournament, or a tie, I should say, at that seven. First round play begins this Saturday, Northern California, at the University of Stanford against the Tigers, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, live on BYU Radio. Cougar football held practice number eight yesterday. Today, the Cougars continue spring ball with media availability afterward around 7.45 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Off the block names Felipe Gibrite Fajera as the co-middle really attacker cl- of the really week. Close. Really close? Really close. All right. 13 blocks and a win against Pepperdine last week. His performance was the most blocks by any player at BYU since 2014. And the 13-5 BYU baseball team travels up to University Parkway to play 3-16 Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. The Cougars beat the Wolverines 5-1 on March 5th in Provo. Just say his name one more time. I want to hear it. Hugh Jackman. No, no, oh, no. Uh, Felipe huh? Gibrito. Gibrito. Not Brita. Fajera. Fajera. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no. You're I'm, there. I'm almost there. You're right there, man. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Joining us now in Studio B is Lauren McLean with Between the Lines. The BYU women's basketball team did the improbable, beating Gonzaga three times. Incredible stuff. Get back to the big dance, but more importantly, it gave another ring to a young lady who knows a thing or two about winning some conference championships. She does. You should have said Felipe's name in a Korean accent. That's really what I was going Come on, let's hear it. Piripe Gibrito Pajera. There you go. Sounds Welcome. Good. Sounds On really the next good. Between the lines. Ah, I love it. Uh, but yes, Caitlin Aldridge is amazing. Four championships with softball, one with basketball this year. You could say she and Kobe Bryant have a lot in common. Oh. Five rings. Okay. That girl has five rings. That's a lot of bling on her hand. What's life like with five rings? I don't know. And that's what we wanted we to no find idea. out. That's what we want to find out. How difficult is it for her to do her daily tasks with the weight of five rings on her hand? So we learn that and more as we go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. She is a senior. She is a senior. Toy popped up. What a catch made by Aldridge as she dives over the fence. Aldridge, left center field. Here she is making another play. Aldridge, three on the way. Good! All right, Caitlin, you have five championship rings, four with softball, and now one with basketball. Which one of those rings is the most memorable to you? Probably my senior year, which is the middle one. Ah, okay. Um, I think because... My junior year had been such a big year, and people were so worried about our senior year being maybe a rebuilding year or something, but we proved everybody wrong, and we went and got another WCC title, and it was fun just to be able to go out on that big hoorah. And BYU wins a fifth straight West Coast Conference Championship. Which ring best describes you, would you say? I want to say the big one, but I'm not that crazy. (laughs) So probably the middle-sized one. Do you have names for your rings? No, I haven't named them. A couple of them, I'm like, really, like, especially like, the big one, like, when some people grab it, I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember I had, like, a cousin one time that, like, took the box and then set it somewhere, and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't want to lose them. They're, they're fun mementos. So, Caitlin, how do you function wearing five rings that big on a daily basis? I mean, it's not as easy as you'd think. Sometimes they really get in the way of me trying to practice. Oh. Hey, Kate, why don't you take your rings off? What? Why don't you take your rings off? Nah. Every time I try and get into the annex to practice, I just can't understand why the scanner is so weird about letting me in. Access denied. Come on. Access denied. Getting homework done is quite a hassle these days. For some reason, it's Hi, really hard for me to make friends. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Every time. Access denied. I've lost a lot of hair since winning all these championships. Ow. They really don't make cookie jars big enough. Access granted. Finally. Well, regardless of all these challenges, it's still pretty impressive that you have five rings. You're like the Tom Brady of BOU sports. Do you feel that way? Of course. (laughs) Yeah, 
you're the goat. You're the goat <laughs> of BYU sports. And you guys are in pursuit of another ring as you head to the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, good luck and go kill it. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin is incredible. She's actually extremely humble, so I felt really uncomfortable doing that. But she is incredible. No one, no one that I know has five championship rings. So congratulations to her and the women's basketball team. Next week on Between the Lines, we are doing our Mayhem in March ping pong tournament. Oh, ping part pong, two. like yeah. you have never seen it before, with six of BYU's standout athletes. So follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYUBTL. That's hilarious, and how awesome is that story uh, of her? Switching in the yes. fifth season to play something else. She's awesome. like, I, I don't want to be bored, so I think I'm going to walk onto the basketball team and then start mid-season. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, we On learned a championship it, it, team. It took two days, all of two days, for the coaches Which to be like, Which is the minimum um, amount. Okay, you're on. We're you going to put you on the roster. It's like the second day. You don't text back immediately or the next day. you got to wait, right? So that's what happened. And she's 5'10", playing a four. Like she's, that yeah, she's in been Division like One basketball, Good that is incredible. Make a shot. With she can do it all. The small lineup has been uh, the answer for BYU women's basketball. It is. Yeah. She's scrappy. She does a good job. Very nice. Love that girl. To next week. Thanks, Thanks guys. Man. Coming up, which BYU team just received its highest preseason ranking ever? Ooh, good tease. And so many BYU options on Saturday afternoon. What are you gonna do? Is it a big deal or no deal? Can you consume it all? This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday night on BYU TV or the app, the Princeton of the West hosts the actual Princeton in men's volleyball. BYU's 9-1 at home this season. They continue their assault on everybody in the Smithfield House. Check it out. Thursday night, 9 Eastern time. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What BYU sports outcome would you like revealed to you right now so you don't have to wait on an actual result? This mm. inspired by Bracket League 2019. Well, I shaved yesterday. my head again. <laughs> Richard Burris on Facebook. The winner of the BYU-Tennessee football game in September. I'm a fan of both teams and would like to know which shirt to wear. Oh, okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. Tennessee's going to be favored in that game. So there you go. Uh, every BYU opponent in the month of August or September will be favored in that game. Yeah. Yeah, BYU's hoping for at least two upsets. Is that a big deal? I'm hoping no deal. to not be upset. I would like to see BYU upset teams, okay? That's what's going on. Let's just clear that. Let's get it out there. Just get it out yeah, there, man. What are you doing here? Yeah, the Californians. <laughs> Let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Delta Airlines Keep Climbing, Ben Bagley. What do you have for us at number one? Number one, big deal, no deal. Knowing your seating and your bracket before they're actually announced. Uh, Big deal. Part of the moment is the excitement of waiting for when you see your team on screen. And BYU saw it on a screen, but it happened to be their phones. Yeah, credit to BYU for waiting for the official, official moment and still being enthusiastic when they saw that pop up. Because everyone wasn't exactly sure if sure, it was like, real. Is this, like, is this legit? Like 90%, yeah. So it was still kind of exciting in the moment. Like, oh, yeah, it's official. We're a seven seed. And that's very validating. I think it's a big deal because ESPN and the women's basketball tournament probably got way more notoriety for Selection Monday than they would have otherwise. Oops.
Oopsies. <laughs> Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU football having a spring practice. Let me get this straight. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice. Mm. So typically it's kind of been this, okay, it's a, it's a scrimmage, right? Um, this is just an open practice. It's not actually a game. It sounds like if they – typically in practice they go 11-on-11 11 11 still. Uh, they haven't been fully tackling per se in the spring to avoid major injury, but I'll go no deal. It's cool to just have access to a practice, whether that's sure. a game or not, and you're going to see portions that look like a game anyway. Yeah, whether it's a game scrimmage in the spring or a practice, that's no deal to me. Now, the location to me is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because BYU West Campus Field. They're actually going to do something with that property that they bought a few years back. Yeah. And it might feel like a packed house, right? Because it's a smaller bring stadium. In some stands. Yeah. So I, the it's location be like to me, Provo Timview High School game we called back in 08 or seven. Outstanding. Or yeah. Six. Who was the receiver? Last name Salmon. I just remember that because it was raining really hard when he caught a touchdown, and I was like, Salmon swimming in okay. the pond. You know what? <laughs> I've grown since then, Jim. Salmon swimming. I That's, think I've grown anyway. Uh, <laughs> what are you yeah, doing it's, here? It's, it's a big deal that they're doing something with that property, and, and uh, it's a different venue, so I kind of well, I like so that. So it costs $25 million. I like that, yeah. Yeah, to have a spring practice. Power five this. <laughs> Next. Big deal, no deal. BYU baseball, spring practice, and women's hoops in the NCAA all going on at the same time on Saturday afternoon. This is going to be wild. So you could go to the football scrimmage. You could go to the second half of the baseball game. And meanwhile, you could listen to the women's basketball game all on, uh, you know, BYU TV. We've got the baseball game. BYU Radio, we have the women's basketball game. And then the scrimmage, you'd have to go to it to take it in. You can consume all three at the same time conceivably. It's 2019. Like, you're not limited to one thing anymore. Bring your Walkman, your uh, neon yellow Walkman, and... Bring your Discman as well, just to listen to some music. Dial in 107.9 FM to listen to Greg Rebell on uh, the BYU radio call for BYU women's basketball. Uh, you can stream the baseball game on uh, on your phone. Well, you do, you do multiple or phones, either way. BYU TV, BYU radio, right? <laughs> yeah. And then someone just periscoped the whole practice. If you have multiple I'm not phones. encouraging that activity. It already happens. Bring both of your phones so you can watch baseball and basketball, and then with your own eyes you can watch the football practice. Yeah, you can t- So to answer the question, uh, yeah, it's a big deal because these are three cool things it's exciting. at the same time. Yeah, it's really exciting that uh, this is a situation because that means that BYU women's basketball is in a good position. They're in the NCAA tournament, and uh, spring practice is happening. The third most popular sport on campus at BYU. Yeah, it goes football, in its culminating ball moment in spring ball, and then men's basketball. Number four, last one, big deal, no deal. Having food trucks at the BYU spring practice. This is a particularly big deal for uh, new offensive line coach Eric Mateos, who quoted a BYU football tweet saying, "What food trucks? Yeah, what kind of food trucks are we yeah, talking what, what about kind? here? So, on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, how spicy is the question I want to ask? Hey guys." Uh, I'll be back in 10. Hold on. Just going to go grab some cup bop, <laughs> some taquitos. <laughs> I promise I'm coming hey, back. Who doesn't like a good food truck? Yeah, Bam Bam's is over here, so yeah. uh, I, how, how I many need other, some barbecue. How many other free uh, shout-outs are you giving there? I'm just thinking of uh, restaurants that we tell people ne- to go to the next, when we, the next when two, visit Provo. The next two days on your Instagram, it's like cup bop and then yeah. Bam Bam's. Oh, and J-Dogs just oh. followed you. Well, well then. <laughs> Well, then, what took so long? <laughs> Good stuff. I'm not going to say it's not a big deal. Yeah, any, anything no, to cool. ramp up the event. Food no, trucks, cool. awesome. Let's go. Yeah.
Okay, coming up, the women's hoops team is dancing in March and actually dancing in March. Oh, and the highest preseason ranking for a BYU team in its history. Details in the whip. Well, well. BYU Sports Nation. Would. Big deal, no deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Shout out to today's guest, Jeff Judkins. Steve Young, who was a surprise and announced yeah. that he will see Jeff Judkins and the BYU women's basketball team play in Northern California. And Lauren McLean with Between the Lines. If you missed any of the show, it was loaded. Download the podcast, BYUSN.com, to watch full episodes. We had time for all those people, but someone didn't have time for Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. The Cougadores are a seven seed, tying the highest seed in program history, playing 10 seed Auburn in Palo Alto Saturday, 3.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. The winner gets two seed Stanford or 15 seed UC Davis. Football. Back with the Californians in Palo Alto. BYU football continues spring practices this week. They prepare for an open practice with food trucks and all this Saturday. Volleyball. Felipe Gibrito Fejera is the off-the-block co-national middle attacker of the week after nine kills against UCLA and 13 blocks versus Pepperdine. Where are those teams from? Um, California. Baseball. The Batcats make the super long journey all the way to Orem. I think they're riding bikes. To, to face off against the Wolverines in part two of the Crosstown Clash. I'm just thinking of that scene from the Sandlot where the they guys ride on the bikes. The <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Track and field. For the first time in men's history, the team is ranked in the preseason USTFCCA. Mm-hmm. Top five. Mm-hmm. They're number five. How about that? The women's team is number 32. That's out of 173 Division One teams, by the way. Cougars overseas. Elijah Bryant scored 15 points, grabbed five rebounds for Hapoel Ailat in an 88-85 loss to Beer Shiva. I hope That's I said that. First time right. I think we've said beer on the show. <laughs> now the second time. Now the second time. <laughs> we said uh, the dude's name was Shiz, and now beer. It's a great day. <laughs> I told you it was a loaded show. A loaded show. <laughs> Multiple meanings there as well. <laughs> Today's rise and shout outs. For me, it goes to Daniel and Whitney Sorensen, who recently had their second baby boy, Harrison James. Congratulations to the Sorensen. And of course, Danny, though he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, who wear that cherry red, rocking the BYU blue in that picture. Yeah. Whitney looks beautiful. Baby's healthy. I know. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wow. She looks great. She looks better than Daniel. (laughs) That's for sure. And mine goes out to Paisley Johnson, who tweeted a video of herself dancing with Caitlin Aldridge and Kaylee Smiler. Um, they're dancing in the tourney, and now they're actually dancing. Hey, this was really good, right? Well choreographed. Um, so this is the Caitlin Aldridge show, because she was in Between the Lines and now in the background of this. They've got some really good moves, man. Yeah, I want to know well who choreographed it. Was, was it Paisley, because she's in the front? Yeah, probably, right? When you choreograph, you're like, I'm in front, right? This was hey, this was excellent. The ladies got some swag. This is on, as good as their season's been. On the court playing really basketball good. and on the court dancing now. You better believe that made uh, Paisley's vlog, probably. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Has that thing uh, gone viral yet on YouTube? <laughs> on the YouTube? <laughs> With her 30,000-plus followers to yes. her YouTube channel. Yeah, really good stuff. Our question of the day, based on BYU women's basketball, finding out early that they were the seventh seed, going to California to take on Auburn because of that bracket leak. What BYU sports outcome would you like revealed to you right now so you don't have to wait on an actual result? 
Noisy in Boise answers on Instagram. If Yoli Childs stays. I feel like he's gone yeah. unless he's not. I don't know that there's much mystery there. I need something with more mystery. Yeah, we, we're waiting for the official announcement. At Luke Duke Ben's answers on Twitter. The day BYU finally shows Utah football who is boss. So does that mean just straight win or does that mean like a significant win? Like, I, I mean, margin? I, I would think it's just a win at any point. It just Right listen, now, it's just a win. Listen, beggars aren't choosers. Just and a win. BYU against Utah is a beggar right now. Get we a safety and win two to a, nothing. I don't care. Yes. I don't care. Win the game. Just win the game. <laughs> you play to win the game. Exactly. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at Jay Olson 49 answers on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Will Zach Wilson be ready for the season following his recent surgery? Now, we all believe that the answer will be yes. And he has said he thinks that uh, or, or someone close to him has reported his arm could be stronger than before. That's always the goal, of course, that you're better off before. But if you have surgery, that means there was something wrong. So there's always some hesitation, and I understand the question, of how good will Zach be, not only physically, but how much better can he be as a sophomore? Because we saw that he potentially could be really good. The perform like what was better in your mind, by the way? The Utah first half or the whole game versus Western Michigan? Oh, that's tough to answer because the Utah opponent is obviously much more yeah. uh, capable than Western Michigan. And it was one half, right? BYU and it was, pulled off the pedal in the second half. I just like that the moment wasn't too big for him in either of the big road starts he made at Boise State. And the Ute Utah. almost beat the Utes. I mean, he had ties to Boise because he now committed there, and then obviously the Utah ties because he grew up as a Utah fan. Like The moment wasn't too big for him, and yeah. that was very encouraging to me. That was great. I, I think that the Utah game is the answer for me. Um, completing a lot of passes requires some amount of luck, right? And um, some great catches and by Aleva Hifo yes, and Matt Bushman. Dylan Colley. And, yeah, it was great. The first half versus Utah was the one. Because had BYU just been okay in the second half, it would have won the game they and it would be a different story about that. Oh. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ambrosia Anderson. Channel her karma for BYU women's basketball this week. And don't forget, BYU women's gymnastics hosts the Mountain Room Gymnastics Championships Friday, 7 or 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. Go Cougs!